0: No investment strategy, including asset allocation or diversification, guarantees a profit or guarantees the avoidance of loss. Financial planning is an important tool that does not guarantee specific outcomes. When it comes to investing, retirement, and legacy planning, the decisions you make today can greatly impact the quality of life for both you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straight unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your financial future. Good news. you found the Growing Your Wealth Radio Show with Brian Evans. Brian is the founder of Madrona Financial Services, and with his background as a CPA, he brings a unique perspective to the investment and financial planning world. He follows the philosophy rooted in his tax experience of it's not what you make, but what you keep. And this focus on tax smart investment strategies is all part of the fully integrated planning strategy known as the Madrona Bundle of Services. You'll hear Brian's thoughts on everything impacting your portfolio, from income to taxes and from growth opportunities to long-term security. This is your source of comprehensive financial information. You'll soon understand why they call it the Madrona Difference. So get ready for an hour full of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio and welcome to growing your wealth with brian evans
1: Thank you so much, and welcome to Growing Your Wealth, a radio show that gives you the straight talk and honest answers you need to invest better, live better, retire better, and give better. My name is Jeff Shade, and as always, I'm just here to ask the questions, but the words of wisdom and solid advice come from the expert Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. How are you doing today, Brian?
2: Doing great. Thanks, Jeff.
1: Always glad to hear that, Brian. Hope our listeners are doing well today, too, and I'm going to let a little secret out of the bag here. (laughs) Brian, this is a little bit different this week because you are at your home that you have there in uh, Washington and I am actually in Los Angeles in a hotel room at this point in time but with technology you know Brian it allows us to do these shows from almost anywhere right
2: yeah it sure does I know you used to work there in LA I remember Certainly interviewed some interesting characters (laughs) while you were doing your time there. Well, doing my time. Now, that is an interesting way
1: to put it, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) Doing your time. Doing my time. You know, I lived here for probably about 20 years or so. And it's, uh, you know, when you are away from it for as long as I've been, then when you come back, you really see the differences. I mean, it's unbelievable how much things have continued to grow and how much more traffic that there is and how things are so different. But it really did hit home the other day when it took me two hours to get from the airport back up to the San Fernando Valley where we live and I mean boy that used to be about a 45 minute drive so I'm thankful for technology that allows us to communicate with each other this way and I mean uh, you could do it as well too from the the home in Hawaii to a beach in Tahiti I mean where are you off to next Brian?
2: Well yeah I do have some travel coming up I've got some (laughs) conferences to go to and and so forth I'm going to hit Philadelphia I'm not too excited about Philadelphia and, (laughs) and in in the late summer but uh, when they want me to speak I guess I speak but yeah I've got a few places I'm not really sure I'm supposed to go uh, to a business conference over in Greece but uh, from what I understand the COVID's probably going to shut everything down again and uh, they're certainly on the top of the list there so it seems like uh, you know we thought uh, with the uh, vaccines that everything is going to be back to normal well not so fast Uh, we're probably going to have another wave here where uh, things that used to be reopened Opened, will be closed again. Uh, I suspect so. Uh, certainly have that to consider. So I don't really know. I you know I have some ideas about travel, but yeah. uh, what's ac- actually going to happen may not happen.
1: Yeah, you're exactly right. COVID has been in the news lately. The Delta variant has been sweeping the southeast, and in particularly states like Missouri and Arkansas. I understand big breakouts in the state of Florida, and it just continues to spread. So this is the second variant of this. I understand there's even a third variant of that out there too. Do you think that this Delta variant, though, and we talked about this last week a little bit, but I know that people don't listen to us every week. We wish they would. But do you think that this Delta variant, if it does continue to spread and becomes bigger than it is right now, is going to do the same thing to the markets and to the economy that the first COVID-19 did?
2: No, I don't think that at all, because, you know, we've been through it and we know what happened on the other side for most industries, not all, but most industries. We know what came out with real estate we know what came out with stock markets so i think people uh, have kind of wised up to that saying well even if things close down again they won't close down quite the same way we won't have empty freeways and and all you know like we had the first time around we won't have the unknown like we had the first time around so i really don't think it's going to have a significant impact unless it's you know impacting your business directly then of course it's a very significant impact right. but as far as stock markets and real estate prices I really don't see that. And I don't see us going back to that big lockdown that we had once upon a time. People aren't going to, they just aren't going to do it, I don't think. And so there'll be rules passed where certain, you know, we'll be back to indoor events, won't have people, or you can't have more than five or 20 or whatever it's going to be. We'll probably go back to that again. So that affects those venues greatly. But in reading about the COVID and so forth, this was predicted that the first wave was, was really bad. And every virus mutates over time right. the mutation's Typically, the symptoms and, and so forth aren't as bad as it mutates. So, yeah, you can get it, but you, maybe you're not going to die this time, whereas the first time maybe you would have, you know. So, and I'm not a doctor, I'm not pretending I, I know this stuff, but I, I have known that that could be a, an outcome and I'm kind of seeing that now. But, great question are we going to go back to what yeah. we had before? No, I don't think so because we have experience now that it's not the end of the world, that it's not the end of the economy, it's not the end of everything, that things are different this time.
1: Yeah, surprisingly, the economy kept humming along there with the exception of travel and hospitality. And I've got to tell you, you know, you and I were at a financial conference about three weeks ago or so in Las Vegas and the airplane was full and coming down here, the airplane was full too. And, you know, the roadways are full of people. So as you said, in the beginning here, COVID-19 did pose some questions. We answered those questions. We found out that the world would keep spinning, that we could keep keep our businesses going. And with the aid of technology, you know, people can work from home and really make a lot of things happen. And and I think we've learned a lot and that is not going to slow us down as much here in the future. As I said, I think technology has been our friend and uh, it really has, I think, opened up some other opportunities. Do you think that if things uh, do slow down, travel, hospitality and so forth, that there might be some buying opportunities there to buy low and then
2: uh, sell high when things rebound? Yeah, there's always opportunities. And it's interesting you said that about technology i've been having so many conversations with people and they they always started out with i hate to admit it but yeah i hate to admit it but covid's kind of been the best thing that's ever happened in my business yeah. i hate to admit it but covid has given me more free time than ever because i don't spend it driving traveling and and i was a lot more efficient i hate to admit it but i had a lot more productive meetings mm-hmm. with my staff and my clients blah 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 on and on and on i hate to admit it but boy the demand was way up and now I, I've got six months of backlog. I can't even keep up with all the people that want to hire me. I hear this over and over and over. So it's been a very interesting outcome. COVID was not a good thing. But, you know, there's resiliency in, in uh, economies that is baked in. And, and we saw that happen. And uh, just a, a really interesting, there'll be some interesting books written about yeah. what, what went on. Because uh, even to this day, I'm like, how in the world did, you know, six months, a year after a global pandemic, how in the world is stock market all at all time high and real estate you can't even buy because right. it's so in demand? I I can't even I don't you know I feel like a pretty smart guy and I know a lot about economies. I don't know how I could write that book. Yeah, I don't think I could explain it properly. And so I'm, I might have to rely on someone else to write that one. I'll read theirs. But wow, it's just I it's just crazy uh, what we've seen happen coming out of COVID.
1: Well, Brian, if I'm hearing you correctly, the Delta variant isn't going to have the effect that the initial COVID nineteen has had on. On the economy and on the market, are you feeling that we're going to move ahead, full steam ahead in the fall and in the winter and that the economy and the markets are just going to keep growing?
2: Well, I do. I mean, um, this is an opinion. It's not a fact because it hasn't happened yet. Everything I, I'm saying is an opinion. But just based on what I'm seeing with uh, and then you throw in low interest rates, uh, pent up demand. I mean, even if uh, travel gets you know shut down to wherever, Greece or whatever, for a while, people are so pent up. It, it, oh, I can still travel in the United States. Fine. I'm going to take that trip. I'm going to. Yeah, they're going to get out. They got more money to spend because they didn't spend it as much as they normally would have during COVID. They were locked down. Uh, we saw the amount, if you look at the statistics on that, the amount of savings of U.S. people on average went dramatically up, cash on hand dramatically up. There's a lot of money waiting to be spent and people can't even spend it. I mean, it used to be, you know, you go to a furniture store, oh, can I sell you something? Can I sell Now it's like, oh, good luck. You know, you're, yeah. you're six months out and I got a backlog there. In fact, I visited my brother, he works in an appliance store. And I said, you know, are you able to get product out? And he says, well, let me show you my list of what i'm waiting for wow. he had over 200 appliances oh my gosh he's waiting for that normally he would have just delivered he's waiting for them just his personal backlog was well over 200 orders and i was like wow yeah i never predicted you know i couldn't see this one coming and so it's really interesting uh so yeah i i think that there's always gonna be opportunities and uh, i guess the bottom line of what i'm like to communicate here is even if we have a delta variant locked in you know, slowdowns, whatever, that uh, don't be afraid to be an investor. We'll get through that one, too.
1: Yeah, there are some supply chain issues out there. As you said, I've got a friend who's an avid bicycle rider and has been trying to buy a new bicycle for about six months. I mean, he's got six bicycles already. And he often jokes that the correct number of bicycles that you need to have if you're an enthusiast is the number that you have right now, plus one. So he's been trying (laughs) to buy that for like a year or so now. And as you said, I mean, furniture stores, you used to be able to go in and buy a couch or something and have it in a week or so. Now, good luck. It's going to be six months. So supply chain shortages are still out there. Rising gasoline prices, inflation. Those are things I mean, we're seeing it all over the place in terms of supermarket prices and so forth. Is that going to have a dramatic effect on the economy moving into the future?
2: Well, I think that will have a dramatic effect on your personal budget. I mean, there's a lot of changes that I'm reading about that uh, I hadn't even thought about. So, for instance, seafood. Well, price of crab or scallops or all of that has skyrocketed. And one of the problems is there's not enough fishermen because in the early stages of COVID, it's like, okay, we can't uh, work on the boat together or whatever. So uh, people had to find other jobs. And it's hard to find farmers and fishermen and craftsmen and that are skilled. And once they leave that world, they tend not to come back. And so it wasn't just it's not a shortage of crab it's a shortage of crabbers you know right. i mean the supply chain has been disrupted to the point where the labor is now going to kind of because we're having a shift in what we did you know he used to work in a restaurant and now they can't get these workers back because they found other jobs or whatever i mean as an example i took my 16 year old out to get a job and he didn't have his resume he, he dressed like he was going to a rap concert uh, <laughs> Totally unprepared, never worked a day in his life, had nothing to bring. He went in. He got a job. I said, how long did it take him before they offered you the job? He said, about three minutes. Wow. Wow. Yeah, at a fast food place. I was like, man, things have changed. Yeah, I wouldn't have hired him. (laughs) I would have made him, you know, but I would have because I can't get anybody. Yeah. So I'll hire any. Oh, you're standing upright? Great. You start Monday. (laughs) So there are jobs out there. Trust me. They may be not the jobs you want, but we're seeing a shift in where we're working. And we're going to see those prices go up because if there aren't people to catch crab or whatever it is, uh, (laughs) well, they're going to double the price, triple the price which has happened, by the way, and and, uh, we're going to see a lot of inflation.
1: Well, I can say that whoever got Ben Evans as an employee is uh, pretty lucky, too. He's a smart young man, and he knows his way around. I'm sure he's going to do quite well in life. I'm glad that he got a job, and with some of these fast food restaurants, I've seen the 15 crossed out. Now it's $16 an hour, and they're offering tuition assistance if you want to go to school, and all sorts of benefits, too. Paid sick leave. So, I mean, that is the way things are going here. Still, people uh, out there... If you want a job, there are jobs available. You just have to want to take those jobs. But sooner than later, I think the gravy train of making more money on unemployment versus working is going to end. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. Once again, if you have at least $500,000 to invest and you're looking to hire a new financial advisor, contact Madrona Financial to get your complimentary no-cost, no-obligation financial plan. Call 844-MADRONA to request it online, or you can visit madronafinancial.com and get your plan there. Brian, time for a
0: break. We'll be right back with more of our show after this. Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans will be right back with even more ways to help you stay focused on your retirement goals. When you're researching
1: something, weeding through all the available information can be daunting, especially when it concerns your retirement. What you want is a thorough analysis from an expert. Good news! Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services has done that for you in his recently published ebook series, Inside Retirement Investing, Volumes 1, 2, and 3. You can get your free copy by calling 844 Madrona today or visit MadronaFinancial.com to download your free copy. The Inside Retirement Investing ebook series covers everything from the basics of retirement planning to investing to taxes and so much more. Call now to secure your free copy, 844 Madrona. Madrona Financial Services provides a one-stop integrated approach to retirement planning. Schedule a complimentary no-obligation financial review to get on the path to achieving your retirement goals and get your free copy of the Inside Retirement Investing e-books by calling 844-MADRONA or by visiting madronafinancial.com.
0: Tired of getting only half the story? We've got you covered with the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with your host, Brian Evans. Now, here's Brian.
2: Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about inflation and how to lie with statistics.
1: <laughs> That's right, Brian. You know, I looked up that lie with statistics book last week. I was going to get that for you. There's a couple different versions <laughs> of that. There is a paperback version of that. I think there's a hardback version of that, too. But what I found interesting, Brian, is that book, at least of, from what I'm seeing, is, is well more than 20 years old, probably closer to 2530, right?
2: Well, it's actually older than that because the, the original one that was my textbook, my statistics class in the early 80s, I would say it was written in the 70s or <laughs> 60s. Uh, wow. So uh, statistics don't change. It's just who's presenting them, and, and uh, it does. And our affiliation, what we want you to believe from the statistics. I was talking about that this morning with a friend, and, and we were talking about how many people have been vaccinated. And she threw out, well, I read it was 70%, but is that 70 of adults, 70% of people eligible, 70% of the entire population, because 30% of them are ineligible, which would mean you have 100% vaccination of all the people eligible. And I said, (laughs) yeah, it depends on what you want me to communicate. I can make that statistic anything you want. I can make it that we're highly vaccinated. I can make it that we are barely vaccinated. I'll just change my thing, leave out uh, what I'm measuring, and just report it as a fact. And uh, before you know it, it'll be picked up on 20 Different news agencies, and I'll go, yep, I got my opinion across through using statistics. So we're constantly being lied to when it comes to statistics based upon the agenda of the person reporting it and what they're leaving out. There's so many ways to lie with statistics, but, uh, and and I believe we're seeing that with inflation right now.
1: Yeah, inflation, I mean, I'm seeing, uh, well, the Fed wants to keep it at 2%, but in reality, I'm paying 4, 5, 6% more for a lot of things, and in many cases, even more than that. Gasoline prices are way, way up. I know that with Jerome Powell, you know, they want to keep the inflation rate around 2 percent, but uh, we, it, I think even 4, 5, 6 percent is probably underreported,
2: isn't it? Absolutely. And I'm getting fatigued by listening to the politicians, quote, here's another, another way to lie. OK, so Jerome Powell says we're going to keep inflation at 2 percent. Well, Jerome, you're not in charge of inflation. You're in charge of interest rates. They're different. Interest rates lent to the banks is not inflation you can't call the fishermen i was talking about in the last thing i said don't raise your prices sell us what they were selling for three years ago because i'm jerome powell and i want to keep inflation at two percent i'll give you a two percent increase and they're like pound sand jerome i'm (laughs) we're gonna triple our price because i can't find anybody to catch them and i can get it so it's nonsensical for the fed chair to be saying that he has the ability to manage inflation. That's just nonsensical. But it's a requirement of an administration that wants you know, everybody not to think that they're going to create inflation. And so let's just tell everybody that it's not there and you're going to keep it down. And the, you know, the narrative is, oh, it's going to go away. Every, all the prices are come, going to come back down. Why? I haven't heard why. Why would the prices come down? If I can't get enough fishermen to catch crab... Well then, why would I expect that price to come down? You know, all the things we've been talking about here. I would like to hear some data as to why you think prices are going to come down. Do you believe that demand is gonna subside uh, and supply is gonna increase and outstripping demand? I don't see that data anywhere. I, everything I read is demand is up. We have more money to purchase things with, all of this stuff. So I believe we are being lied to with statistics. It's kind of a, okay, it's up 5%, but you know we left out gasoline and lumber and food, and this, that, and the other, we picked something else, and, uh... You know, it's not right. Um, All of the stuff I'm reading anymore, I don't believe anything. You know, a news outlet says X. I go, okay, what's their agenda? What are they trying to communicate? What do they want me to change my thinking? Their numbers are trash. I already know that going in. And then it's kind of a game for me to figure out what trash they're trying to put on me, what they're hunting and pecking for to make me think a certain way when I know they have an agenda.
1: Brian, you talked about gasoline prices there a little bit. Anyone who drives a gasoline-powered vehicle has noticed that gasoline prices are way, way up. Do you have an idea of what is behind
2: that? Is it supply line shortages? Is it taxes? I mean, is it all of the above? Well, and uh, during the break, you mentioned something, uh, two things that uh, you read about that in California. Maybe you could repeat that. Yeah, I was
1: driving and I heard uh, something on the radio, you know, about conserving energy here in uh, California. And it mentioned the fact, you know, in quotation points that Southern California powered mostly by solar and by wind. And I thought, oh, my gosh. That would be a lot of windmills to power all of these homes here. And if we don't conserve energy, we'll have to go back to fossil fuels. So that was something that was put out there, too, that
2: was really highly doubtable. Yeah, so, okay, I get the agenda. They want you to conserve energy. And the threat is we're going to have to go back to fossil fuels. The lie was that most of the energy is created from solar and wind. So you said it took two hours to go from the airport to the house there. Yeah. Um, How many of the cars on that road do you think (laughs) were powered by solar Solar or wind? Solar or
1: wind, yeah. There wasn't one of them, Brian. They were all gasoline powered vehicles.
2: about cars don't you
1: yeah and there were that, that like i mean there were probably i know the 405 freeway and here in california we always put a the in front of things i always get that but uh, the 405 was six lanes of solid traffic going uh, north and six lanes of solid traffic going south all under 10 miles an hour not one of them had a windmill on the roof for a solar panel
2: So the so-called news outlet that was reporting this had an agenda, and that's fine. I mean, they want you to conserve. Okay, great, conserve. But they started it with a lie saying, we're already there. We have the solar and wind. We just don't want to go back. You're already back. (laughs) Most of the energy, a dramatic most of the energy... Is fossil fuels, coal and gas and natural gas and all that st- oil and all that stuff. So that's a lie again to uh, again get people to think. Oh my gosh, uh, I better do something different because I sure don't want that outcome. Well, you're already there. You're on the freeway. You are using burning fossil fuels. <laughs> yeah, I pretty much guarantee it. And uh, and so that's a great example of how uh, the news you know agencies are are not necessarily interested in factual. They, they have more agendas than we've ever had before. I really miss Walter Cronkite.
1: You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. My name is Jeff Shade. And this week, I mean, I'm in Los Angeles, and Brian is uh, up there in the Seattle area at his home. So if you're hearing a little different sound from my end or from Brian's end, you'll know what is up there. We're using technology to its fullest here to bring you our radio program. Brian, are people really concerned, your people that you meet with when they do their financial plans or you review their financial plans, are they more concerned with rising costs and inflation and how their uh, income is going to deal with that in retirement?
2: Well, often they are when they come in, but once we've uh, done a financial plan for them, we can alleviate a lot of that because of the adjustments that we make, the pivots we make in their accounts. Because maybe they're heavy with a bond portfolio, they're thinking, you know, interest rates are going to go up. Well, then you're going to lose money in your bonds, and so maybe we pivot out of some of that and replace it with alternatives to that. There's all kinds of alternatives. There's, uh, as you mentioned, the seven percent annuity lie. What you were referring to is the countless uh, annuity salespeople out there that say that, uh, oh, you're guaranteed a 7% rate of return. Well, that's an out-and-out lie. That is not the truth. Does that make sense to anybody that somebody could guarantee 7% in this interest rate environment? I can't even get 7% with a junk bond fund. So what yeah. makes anybody think that they're going to get 7%? Well, because the guy said so, and he said he's a fiduciary. <laughs> okay, well technically he is and then he lied to you so I'd say he's not so he's interested he's supposed to be acting your best interest he's acting his own by leaving out the fact that to get to that seven percent increase you have to give up 12 monthly payments just like Social Security if you wait a year and say I will give up 12 payments so that I can get a a raise on the remaining payments. That's how Social Security works, it's a give and take. That's how annuities work, it's a give and take. You don't get both, you don't get 12 payments and a guaranteed 7% rate of return. And they leave that out, because they lie. And there's so many. I just got another invite to uh, another lunch or dinner to listen to this guy with his proprietary safe money, uh, cash flow for life strategies and all this stuff. And how protect against all the terrible things in the world and on and on and on. Well you're going to go there, you're going to get a free meal and you're going to get pitched and lied to for about an hour. Yeah. Well, half of it will be true. And then the half that doesn't help in their case on selling will be not true. And they're going to try and convince you. I'll tell you right now, they're going to try and convince you that the stock market is a terrible idea. You do not want to be in the stock market. You have to have most or all of your money into safe money alternatives that pay you monthly checks so you can go into retirement with no worries and all this stuff. Have a no growth too. So, uh, you know, it's like, uh, it just irks me when I see these things. So I know what they're going to do to these poor people that show up and they're going to grind it. they're going to call them all the time. You got to get out of the market. You got to give me your money and put it in annuities. I'm not saying annuities are bad. They can be very appropriate in certain circumstances with a percentage of your portfolio. However, don't go with someone that says everything else is bad, what they sell is good, and they leave out the downside.
1: Yeah, that's right. If you're selling annuities, the market is bad. If you're in the market and annuities are bad but uh just real quick here brian the last oh i don't know 20 years or so how much has the market been up i mean if you'd invested you know a certain amount of money 20 years ago what's the percentage of the gain today
2: well, I, oh, gee, 20 years ago, it was way lower than it is today because 9-11 and all of that kind of stuff and, and all, all the things we've seen happen. And, oh, it's dramatically up. It's dramatically up over my lifetime. It's up uh, from even where it was at a high in 07 before 2008 took a lot of money out. And that and there's a valid reason for annuities right there because we can have big drops. We had 9-11, a recession, dot-com crash, uh, banking failures, COVID. There are reasons not to have all your money in the market. Absolutely. There are reasons not to have all your money in annuities. Absolutely. There are reasons to have some of your money in those and fixed index universal life and real estate and et cetera, et cetera. And so a proper advisor is going to give you access to all of those things and make and have a discussion about all those different areas when constructing your portfolio without trying to convince you through lying with statistics as to why. So should you, I've seen these annuity salespeople where that's all they sell, and they'll show you statistics on look what happened, and it's always the same t- period of time. It's before uh, the dot com crash to just after the banking failure. Well, yeah, that ten years sucked, and you wish you'd had all your money in annuities. But they keep on going back to that time period. They don't show you the last ten years. That's for sure. So you know, take that with a grain of salt when you hear those messages.
1: Yeah, I think the takeaway is to have a comprehensive plan that uh, really can talk about all those things: equities, annuities, safe money, how much risk you should have. And I know that that's what you do with your clients there at Padrona Financial for first time people who come in and the discovery process determines a lot of those things and for your uh, clients that you update on a regular basis, I mean, you're reviewing their portfolio and constantly making little tiny tweaks where they are needed, but again, it's just where they are needed. If you have at least $500,000 to invest, you're interested in a complimentary financial plan, no cost, no obligation with the planners there at Madrona Financial. To get yours, very simple call 844-MADRONA 844 A D R O. O and A. You can also request it online at BadronaFancial.com. Brian, time for another break. We'll be right back with more of Growing Your Wealth right after this.
0: Stay tuned for more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the show you can't afford to miss.
2: When you need something important done around the house, you call a professional. Why is it when it comes to retirement investments most people don't know what theirs is built on, or even if it's right for them? Madrona Financial Services is made of a team of professionals that will create a retirement plan as individual as you are and make sure your financial foundation is clear to you every step of the way. Call them today at 844-MADRONA for a no-obligation retirement readiness review. They'll learn about what you want most out of retirement, plus you'll get an investment and retirement analysis and a tax analysis you've worked hard to earn it and save it take the time to have the right professionals help you keep it and grow it find a better way at madrona financial services and bring everything together call madrona financial services today for your free retirement readiness review at 844 madrona that's 844 madrona or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. that's madronafinancial.com. com. If the fuel gauge in your car
1: was broken, would you know how far you could drive before running out of gas? You know, not knowing how long your money will last in retirement is a lot like driving a car with a broken fuel gauge. You just don't know how far you can go. At Madrona Financial Services, we want you to know that there's no need to live with the stress of uncertainty. At Madrona Financial, we have insurance-based solutions that can guarantee lifetime income, protect you from market losses, and even provide for your loved ones. as a CPA and personal financial specialist, we scrutinize every product we offer. If you want to learn how to create a secure lifetime income stream, protect your money from market losses, provide for your loved ones, and potentially reduce your tax burden, schedule your complimentary meeting today. Call 844-MADRONA or visit us at madronafinancial.com. We'll arrange a meeting at one of our three convenient locations or conduct a virtual meeting if that works better for you. Take control of your financial future.
0: Welcome back to the show.
2: I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're talking about running out of money in retirement.
1: And, Brian, according to a recent study, 49% of Americans cite running out of money as their chief retirement concern. Again, we talk about lying with statistics 49% of who? It says 49% of Americans, but what demographic? But I would think that that is relatively accurate, if not a higher number. Well, if you're one of them, do you know how much money you're going to need for retirement and what could happen if if you ran out, Brian, when you meet clients for the first time, how uh, close to the top of the meeting does that question come up? Am I going to run out of money
2: before I run out of life? You know, what's interesting is we have a questionnaire that we ask people to fill out. They want a free financial plan, scale of 1 to 10, uh, what are your concerns? Running out of money is the first one listed. Almost invariably, it's marked as a 10. Right. Almost invariably. So I'd say that stat is way low at 49%. Imagine how much higher it'd be, though, because that's 49% and everybody's reading about inflation. Oh, Jerome Powell's going to keep it at 2%. (laughs) We just talked about, no, he can't. So what if they thought it was going to be five percent? Uh, you know, would that forty nine become seventy you know, nine percent, eighty nine? You know, so that that number would change. But even the people that I talk to often that are uh, very well off financially, even they will mark running out of money as a ten. If their portfolio is over ten million, then maybe they don't. But if it's under, even someone with five million dollars often marks ten on running out of money. It's mm-hmm. it's astounding to me. And so uh, that's why we need to talk about that Uh, cash flow and retirement and investing uh, allocations and running out of money and all that, because it is a primary concern to virtually everybody, especially if inflation uh, continues the way I think it might.
1: Brian, no matter how much money you've got, as you said, everybody's worrying about running out of money. When someone asks that question, Brian, what can you do to help make sure that I don't run out of money? What's your answer to that?
2: Oh, we do a financial plan, and we look at it, and then we do another financial plan with some pivots uh, in your investment strategies. Because generally, people's investment strategies were not designed for increasing lifetime cash flow; they were designed for growth during their lifetime. They come to us when they're okay. I've, that's done what it's supposed to do. My real estate's up. I'm selling my business. I'm, I'm retiring. I've got a big four hundred one k plan. Whatever the case may be, I inherited money. Whatever, they're coming into money, and their priorities are changing. Their priorities changing from a hundred uh, percent risk on growth portfolio to a I want to retire cash flow with some security in case something happens to me or or whatever I need the money I don't want to risk it I'd be hundred percent risk on hundred percent of the time uh, if you want that call Ken Fisher that's what they do you know that's what they would advise but my clients don't want that they, they want some blend and so we will uh, go over different strategies, whether they make sense or not. In the last segment, I questioned annuity salespeople and their methodology to get you to buy their products. Uh, I want to reiterate, though, that not all annuities are bad. Most of them, very, There can be some very effective annuities, fixed index annuities that can pay you cash flow for life or increasing cash flow for life, second to die, can't run out. Who wouldn't want that? I mean, everybody should want <laughs> a monthly check for the rest of them and their spouse's life and the fact they can go up and offset uh, whatever inflation we have. Fantastic. Sign me up. I'm just saying that you probably don't want to be talked into that where you sell everything else that you have because other things, you know, who doesn't want a stock market that goes up from uh, 1,500 when I started public accounting to 35,000? Who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want real estate that pays you monthly rental income and appreciates at the same time? Who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want to, fixed index universal life policy that you can borrow against your own future death proceeds, income tax-free, and then when you pass away, the life insurance is tax-free and the remainder goes to your heirs. Who wouldn't want that? So there are a lot of good things out there that can be constructed in a financial plan to accomplish the different goals as our goals change. Fixed index annuities is one of those tools.
1: And Brian, an annuity, of course, can help protect against outliving your money. As you talked about, the fixed index annuity is just one type of annuity. There are also fixed annuities. There are variable annuities. And you and I learned about three weeks ago about these new things, FILUs and rilas out there. So there are a lot of things in the annuity market that could help someone, but I'm hearing you correctly, you're saying that that is not the only thing. It's not the only tool in your toolbox to help people not run out of money.
2: Right. I just did the what's good about these different investment classes. And now, you know, I could go into what's not good about it. You know, stock market that goes from 1500 to 35000 sign me up. Well, there are times when it goes way down and you may own it and have all your money in it. And you need to pull money out and you can't replace it later. There's a downside. Robust stock market and you're in a fixed annuity. Well, the fixed annuity isn't going to pay you very much. Uh, it's safe. But in a good stock market, I wish I'd been in the market. So, you know, there, there's negatives to every positive there's pluses and minuses to every investment strategy there is. What the, a proper financial plan uh, would have is let's take a look at where you're at. Let's discuss the strategies, figure out which ones work, which ones don't. Talk about the legacy plan. Uh, some of these strategies might not work for you might work for your kids. And uh, you want to make that happen during your lifetime or upon your passing. All these things are on the table. And then uh, we do a second plan and figure out what makes the most sense with combination of, of the <laughs> cat uh, making sure we've addressed growth potential, security, cash flow, liquidity, and income tax savings at the outset. And one of the cool things that come out of this plan is it tells you how much you can spend. Mm-hmm. So it tells you what your cushion is. So you might say, "Well, I need to be able to have uh, ten thousand a month." And so uh, we'll plug that in with inflation to see how the the plan measures up over the rest of your life. But often we come out and okay, it's and we put in ten thousand now, and it grows to you know twenty thousand or even more over time because of inflation and you have enough for that in fact you got twice as much as you you could spend twenty thousand a month now and you know for the rest of your life and be fine and they're like wow okay so I have ten thousand cushion a month yes and with inflation yes oh okay well maybe I'll spend a little bit more or whatever the case may be or less depending on what comes out of that so that's a a cool feature of these financial plans it tells you how much you could spend the rest of your life
1: Brian, you often find that people misunderstand the amount of money that they could spend. I mean, they're pleasantly surprised. They think they're on the brink of collapse or something, and, and they come into you and you say, well, not only are you not on the brink of collapse, but you're actually doing quite well, and you could do this. And, you know, they
2: come out of your office pleasantly surprised. Yes, that is the case. And now we're going to lie with statistics. I say, yeah, most of the time that's the the case. But what I'm leaving out is the 98% of people that aren't ever going to be our client. You know, I, my messaging on this, this is not financial education 101. This is not Susie Orman. It's not Dave right. Ramsey and all that stuff. Sure. That's not what this is. Those folks have a, a very legit purpose out there to help with financial education. Uh, kudos to them for that. This happens to be, you know, if you go to college, not every class is for you, even if it's in your subject matter. You don't go on it as a freshman and go into accounting 490, Sure, uh, advanced quasi- reorganizations of international companies. you know, you don't start there. Uh, this is an advanced class. This is a, a 400 level class uh, for the radio, not a 100 level. And so the people listening that come to me often are high net worth folks and they expect more. They want somebody that understands everything, including the income tax, estate tax, trusts, legacy planning, charitable gifting strategies, business succession and real estate. Those aren't things that most financial advisors can talk about for more than a couple minutes, or at least not legally and we can. And so, yes, the clients that come to me often are higher net worth and are pleasantly surprised, but they are not the average person out there. So I have a, a particular group of people and you know, me and the other advisors there, there's seven advisors at the firm. And we're typically talking to people that are better off financially, much better off financially than the average.
1: Brian Madrona Financial has really evolved over the years. I mean, you've been in business with Madrona Financial for more than 20 years now. As you mentioned, you have evolved into a firm that specifically caters to the needs of high net worth individuals. Can you expand on that a little bit?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh yeah, we we have determined where our our lane is. I've always talked about staying in your lane. Well, it doesn't make sense for me to spend all of my time advising people that can get advice elsewhere with basic asset allocation strategies and so forth. There aren't a lot of people in the country, advisory firms, that can do taxes, CPA work, you know, all of that, the, all the things I talked about uh, just previously here. And so we want to be able to spend our time helping the people that actually need the, all those things, and that tends to be higher net worth people. So it just kind of, you know, nobody's going to listen to this show trying to figure out whether they should buy a fixed annuity or not. And just waiting for me to talk about it because I'm probably not going to talk about it. You know, I'm not going to spend a segment talking about a fixed annuity where you get a, a CD alternative. It's just that's not what my people listening to this show want to hear about. They want to hear more about advanced financial topics that maybe aren't being talked about by their advisor or that they, they need to know more about and want to tune in for that. So our lane is often the high net worth people. You know, we state 500000 and up. But realistically, a lot of my meetings are $5 million and up or $20 million and up people the significant uh, assets that want to turn to somebody they trust actually will talk to them about those things not try and sell them whatever they're selling but actually have a plan that integrates all the different areas of financial planning together at once. So, again, we're, we're good at, you know, a million-dollar portfolio. Sure. We're really good at a $20 million portfolio because of our synergies.
1: Yeah, and that really separates you from all the other financial planners, I think, is that you really have concentrated, you have an expertise on what people with high net worth really need and want in a financial plan. So if you do have at least $500,000 to invest and you're looking to hire a new financial advisor, contact Madrona Financial to get your complimentary, no cost, no obligation financial plan, especially if you're a high net worth individual, give Madrona Financial a try. Again, no cost, no obligation. Put them to the test. Ask the hard questions. Get the answers. And I'm sure that you'll see that Madrona Financial very well can handle your needs. To get your plan, 844-MADRONA, or you can request your plan online by visiting ro Brian, time for our final break. We'll be right back with the last portion of our show for this week
0: when Growing Your Wealth continues after this. Discussing the financial issues that matter most to you. We'll be right back with more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. And now here's Growing
1: Your Wealth presented by Madrona Financial Services. Here's Brian Evans.
0: Today, I
2: want to talk about the term diversification as it relates to investing. Sometimes you don't want to be diversified, actually. You know, if you've had Microsoft for many years or Amazon for many years, you you feel pretty good about that, I'm sure. And so you're glad you didn't diversify. But for most of us, we kind of want to have some diversification. Now, there are five primary asset classes that I I just wanted to bring up. First is the stock market, which could be U.S., large, mid, small cap, developed, foreign, emerging, and sectors. Next is the bond market. You could have U.S., foreign, government, corporate, high quality, or high yield. You could be in real estate. That's the third one. Active real estate, where you are the landlord, REITs, uh, Delaware, statutory. The fourth category is insurance company products, such as fixed index annuities, which offer cash flow for life or safe investment options, or life insurance that offer tax-free cash flow in retirement. And finally, there's cash and cash equivalents, just your cash, money, market, CDs, that kind of thing. Now, if you're in the market and you are diversified, there's two levels of that. I remember one person said that they were diversified in 2000, and, and that was right before the crash of tech stocks. I said, well, what are you in? He said, well, I own Microsoft intel cisco oracle ll you know he was going on and on i say, well that's that's your definition of diversity another one of my clients felt very diversified they had a million dollar portfolio half was in stocks they had reits and dsts they had cash equivalents they had some tax-free life insurance and some pension like fixed index annuities so make sure that you have the level of diversification you want
1: Get your copy of Madrona's latest books, the Inside Retirement Investing Series. These books cover everything from the basics of retirement planning, investing, taxes, and so much more. Arm yourself with information. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA for your free copy
0: or visit madronafinancial.com. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian
2: Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to continue our discussion about servicing higher net worth clients. And Brian, last segment, we talked about how you service
1: high net worth individuals and how Madrona Financial has really evolved into a company that services those people. Can you give me an example, or do you have some case studies of people that you have helped, of course, not naming names? Can you tell us more about those?
2: Yeah, I had a couple of interesting uh, meetings this last week and comments, and I wanted to go over that. One of them was with a very successful person uh, in real estate and had a significant stock portfolio and, and uh, wanted to uh, simplify it because it was one of those separately managed accounts where they put you into like 600 holdings and, and instead of just buying an ETF which can do the same thing. You only have one line to report instead of 600. But anyway, so he wanted uh, analysis of that and recommendation on how to simplify it and what we would do. And so he got a recommendation from the people that had it now. And it was, I believe, the biggest bank in the country, their investment arm. I won't mention their name. But anyway, so they they gave him a, a recommendation, and we came out with a recommendation, too. And he was comparing. He says, "Boy, these aren't even remotely similar. They have me selling a whole lot of more stocks, and then you have a lot more gain. And why is that?" I said, well, we looked at a whole bunch of different things. We know that you have a net operating loss this year, and, and next year you're going to have a, a very high taxable income when brackets are higher. We don't want to use up capital gains to offset that when capital gains rates are low. We want to wait on that. We want to do a massive IRA uh, Roth conversion. In other words, all these different things we were considering that uh, he says, you know, They don't really consider the taxes in all of this. They can't do what you guys do. And we had already had our DST discussions, which, by the way, they don't do. And they'd never heard of. And they said that did not even sound right. Well, it is right. (laughs) And so on and on and on. And he was just talking out loud, telling me all the reasons why the biggest investment company, I believe, in the world didn't have the horsepower to service him like Madrona did. And I was like, wow. What an interesting concept. And so that's kind of what we're talking about, with the high net worth stuff. He says they're not estate planners. Oh, and then and, and we talked about premium finance FIULs for next generation so that his kids could have cash flow and retirement to income tax-free. He says they, they didn't know what that was. They didn't know what a Delaware statutory trust was. They didn't give me the right tax planning. They didn't mention the Roth conversion, taking advantage of that to offset the net, net operating loss, etc., etc., etc. They There were all these things that he was telling me they couldn't provide. I'm getting back to your comment, Jeff. Yeah, we have evolved into a very yeah. interesting firm. We're the biggest firms in the world. No, well, they can't compete. I'm <laughs> like, wow, yeah. that's quite the statement.
1: Yeah, and it is such a huge advantage as I'm sitting here listening to you as well. I mean, being a CPA yourself, but having a CPA firm that is directly related to Madrona Financial, I mean, they're right across the hall, as you said, some, with some of the people. They're both CPAs and financial planners, so you know, it's all in the same brain. Having that expertise of taxes is such
2: a huge advantage, isn't it? It really is. And, you know, I had another one come to me and he got a, they got a, a recommendation from the second biggest custodian in the world. And talking to me, I was like, well, you know, they only have proprietary products that they're going to recommend to you because they're not fiduciaries. Uh, how would you like me to shop all products? And he said, can you do that? I said, yeah, I am a fiduciary and I act like one. You know, there's both. You got to do both. You know I, and I said, well, we're probably not going to pick their product because I research is it. not the best one on the market, not even close. We can get the same type of product, but from a different carrier that has much better payouts or whatever the case may be. And so so that was there were two days. I got one person telling me all the reasons why the biggest investment company in the world couldn't help them and we could, and then the next day and well yeah, the big that big, huge custodian can't help me the way you can. <laughs> because of how you're, you're arranged and your fiduciary capacity in, in involved in all of this. And we were also doing a tax distribution strategy on them as far as cleaning up their portfolio. So, again, you know, two days in a row, I'm having people say, yeah, the big guys can't compete with Madrona. Yeah. Cause I kind of have to chuckle at that and go, you know, I, I see what they're saying. I, that is what we've been trying to build. And so I thought I'd share those, those stories.
1: Yeah. And the other thing that you have an expertise in that I find quite interesting is real estate, particularly passive real estate and all the work that you have done with the Delaware Statutory Trust. People listening to this program, maybe they're new listeners and don't know about the Delaware Statutory Trust. Can you explain more about what that is and why it may be beneficial?
2: Yeah, I mean, so many of my clients own investment real estate, whether it's rental houses or office building or raw land or whatever it is, or farms, even, you know, wineries, uh, whatever. And so uh, they want to sell because they want to retire from being a landlord and they don't want to pay the income tax. So once you're there, you get couple choices. Uh, You can either sell it and buy a replacement piece of real estate that you would manage, or you can sell it and buy into passive real estate, such as a partial interest in a multifamily, partial interest in self-storage, or an industrial park facility, or, or some other real estate type. And people tend to, when they're older, want to have passive real estate. They don't have to manage, they don't have to worry about it, and they get their monthly rent checks from it, and they don't pay the income tax when they do a proper Section 1031 exchange into a Delaware statutory trust. So DST is just a fancy name for an investment option available to somebody that's selling investment real estate that wants to continue to own real estate and get monthly rent checks, but doesn't want to pay the income tax and be a landlord.
1: Brian, with the promise of rising tax rates here in the future, is there some urgency, do you think, to find another way with real estate, getting into passive real estate?
2: Yeah, I mean, certainly if you're not interested in a 1031 exchange and you're thinking about selling real estate this year or next year, sell it now probably because tax rates on capital gains are lower than the administration wants them to be. In fact, they're about half what the administration wants them. They could double. Uh, it could be as soon as January 1st of next year. Same thing goes with their stocks. If you're well, thinking about selling these particular stocks, they're way up in value. You might want to consider selling them now as opposed to next February when the rates could be twice as much or even more because Governor Inslee is going to want his cut next year with the new capital gains tax on top of that for stock sales. So there is a lot of tax stuff that could be happening come the first of the year. I don't know the timing, but I do know I would be more comfortable selling something today than I will January 1st or after next year.
1: And Brian, as I said, your firm has been talking about DSTs and doing lots of DSTs in recent years. And you really have devoted a good portion of your staff to researching DSTs
2: and finding out what they're all about. There's really a lot that goes into it, isn't there? There is. I mean, every DST comes with about a 300-page prospectus. And uh, you got to know know your real estate too. And, and you got to know it to the point where if you're talking to somebody, often I'm talking people out of doing them. Maybe their gain isn't high enough to need it. Maybe they inherited the, the property and they had a step up in basis they didn't know about. They don't even have a big tax liability. Maybe they have liquidity events they need to provide for. There is a lot of reasons not to do a DST. And we will talk about those. But there's probably usually a lot. A lot more reasons to do a DST interesting fun fact i i was told by the biggest dst sponsor in the world that they listed me as the fiduciary that does more dsts than any other fiduciary there is i'm first in the country wow there's non-fiduciaries that do them but i understand we do more fiduciary dsts than any firm in the country and so i thought that was kind of interesting
1: well if you do have investment real estate and you're interested in what a delaware statutory trust is in the 1031 exchange we do have a website for that is madrona1031.com, madrona1031.com. And Brian, people who have been with us here for the radio show today have heard some different sounds in the background. I am in Los Angeles, where today the temperature in Palm Springs is going to be 122 degrees. And we've got the air conditioning going on here in the home. And you've got windows going into your house. There's a lot of construction going on there. But again, with technology, we can do this almost anywhere. So I want to thank our listeners for putting up with us today. And unfortunately, we are out of time for this week, Brian. Once again, if you have at least $500,000 to invest and you're looking for a fiduciary financial planner who can handle the high net worth individual, you want a second look at the plan you already have, call 844-MADRONA to get your plan or go to the website madronafinancial.com. Out of time, Brian. Thank you for your time. Thank our listeners for their time. For Brian Evans, I'm Jeff Shade. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again next week with another
2: edition of Growing Your Wealth. This is Brian Evans, founder of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPA, and host of the Growing Your Wealth radio show. If you're close to or in retirement and don't have a tax plan, get one. It could mean hundreds of thousands of dollars throughout your retirement. Our country has been spending like never before, and that tax bill is coming. At Madrona Financial Services, we help build tax strategies into retirement and investment plans designed for you to help keep more of your gains. Take action and call us at 844-MADRONA to schedule a retirement tax analysis today. That's 844-MADRONA. After World War II, taxes reached 90% and were as high as 70% in the 80s. Don't be caught off guard. You can retire right and on your terms. Call to schedule a virtual or in-person review. Our number is 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Or visit us online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. If taxes are keeping you from selling your highly appreciated income property,
1: Madrona Financial Services has an exciting offer for commercial real estate owners. We have a team that's solely dedicated to helping real estate investors defer the taxes on the sale of their highly appreciated income property with a Delaware Statutory Trust. A DST qualifies as a 1031 like-kind exchange, so you can potentially defer your gains and reinvest them in income-producing commercial properties. And best of all, you can invest in a DST without any of the hassles or responsibilities of being a landlord or property manager. When you work with Madrona Financial Services, you'll be working with a team of CPAs and investment advisors with extensive DST experience. Now you have the freedom to sell your highly appreciated income property, still enjoy the benefits of investing in real estate, and potentially defer the taxes on your income property with a 1031 exchange. Learn more at 844-MADRONA or visit us at madrona1031.com.